Hello, Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric, and we are covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of September 26th to October 2nd. This week, we're starting with two years ago on September 29th, 2019, we saw the finale of Middle School Moguls, a miniseries created by Gina and Janae Heitkamp. It ran for one season of four episodes. This one is shocking to me, incredibly shocking. Time flies by, but nine years ago, almost a decade ago, on September 28th, 2012, we saw the premiere of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started out as a comic book series all the way back in 1984, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, eventually would get its own animated series in the 80s, and then would go on to become one of our biggest franchises in American history. Everybody out there knows of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've been around for over 30 years, and they're continually remaining one of the strongest brands in our culture. Uh, they have been successful in comics. They have been successful in animation. They have been successful in live action movies. They have been successful in video games, in toys. You literally can't point to any form of entertainment in our culture and not find something done by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's even a live action touring musical show that existed at one point in history. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles brand was purchased by Viacom in October of 2009, which then just slotted in the Ninja Turtles right into the Nickelodeon family. And and honestly, for the amount of time they've been with Nickelodeon, it, it just feels right at this point. Uh, and I'm sure with the acquisition of Garfield, as time goes on, Garfield will just kind of sit in his little Nickelodeon nest and it'll feel just as normal as the Ninja Turtles do. Uh, but Nickelodeon, uh, out of the gate, wanted to start strong. They they knew this was a big brand. This was a big deal. And that first show was going to have to make a statement. And my goodness, it did. I am a lifelong Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, I enjoy the 80s slash 90s original cartoon. I enjoy the 2003 Fox cartoon. But there is something special about this show that I have echoed out to all other Ninja Turtles fans. If you have never sat through the five seasons, 124 episodes of the 2012 CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, it is well worth your time. The writing, the continuity, the stories they built up. Uh, I, I will personally tell you that one of the most disturbing Things I've ever seen on Nickelodeon happens with the character of the Pulverizer. If you are a fan of this show and you know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, poor Timmy there. Uh, eventually, when he is morphed into, I, I actually I'm not gonna ruin spoilers or anything. The show's almost ten years old. Go and watch it. But when uh, when Timmy the Pulverizer turns into Mutagen Man, it, it's literally in both animation and sound one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen on on Nickelodeon and. Here I am as an adult watching a Ninja Turtles show and, and being uh, amazed and just utterly uh, 
not disgusted, but just like, wow, they went really dark with this one. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's a storyline I don't think ever really has a concrete conclusion that I feel satisfied with. So um, I, I wonder if any of you out there feel the same way, especially about that character in that situation. But uh, it, it did it did wonders for the series. It honored the comic books, the television shows. It honored any piece of Ninja Turtles media that was remembered. It found new ways to reintroduce old characters and also brought along new characters that I would love to see reintroduced down the line in future animated shows. Uh, so the Ninja Turtles are here to stay. Obviously, after that show ended, Nickelodeon went right back into making a, another show. And I'm sure right when Rise of the Ninja Turtles, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are done, Nickelodeon will go back to the sewers yet again. Uh, it's the Ninja Turtles. You really can't do wrong with this. Uh, if I do have a suggestion, though, uh, I would really love to see an animated take on the last Ronin series that's been going on in, in the comics. If you are, uh, this has nothing to do with Nickelodeon, but since we're talking about Ninja Turtles, if you are a fan, definitely check out the last Ronin series that has been ongoing. Uh, it is probably one of the best Ninja Turtles stories I've ever read. I've enjoyed going through it. So if you're a Turtles fan, Definitely look at that and definitely give the 2012 series a shot. I, I really enjoy that show uh, a ton. It's worth going down. Um, 11 years ago, on October 2nd, 2010, we had the premiere of Planet Sheen. Created by Keith Alcorn and Steve Odenkirk, the show ran for one season of 26 episodes. Planet Sheen is a spinoff of the adventures of Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. Taking the character of Sheen Estevez, he is thrown out of Earth's atmosphere and onto a planet called Xenu, in which he basically plays the whole fish-out-of-water scenario for the rest of the series. Uh, planet Sheen is literally everything not to do with a spinoff. So many spinoffs in history take what is perceived as the comic relief character or the fan favorite character and then makes them the star of their own show. It's happened so many times with live action shows and in cartoons. And guess what? It almost nine times out of ten never works because sometimes those characters, the reason why they're the comic relief or, or a fan favorites, because they're usually playing a part that fits well in the overall story or dynamic of the show. Um, too much, you know, sugar, for example, can taste good, but too much sugar can taste awful. Uh, that's kind of the thing with when it comes to some of these spinoff ideas where they take just this crazily popular character, someone like Sheen, who is incredibly funny on Jimmy Neutron, and we should give him his own show. Sheen works in the juxtaposition of being around Jimmy and Carl. Sheen on his own, even when you put him around characters that are pretty much just like Jimmy and Carl, it, it, it doesn't work when he's the central vocal point. Um, I, I, I just, I don't get that. I feel like I, I would be the, the alien in the room with Nickelodeon executives being like, this is a bad idea, guys. If you want to go back to the well of Jimmy Neutron, just, just make a fourth season. I don't understand. Um, so yeah, we got Planet Sheen here. Now, for all that I have, um, against this show, both in, in just concept and execution, I, I do feel that that Jeffrey Garcia does portray Sheen as well as he has in Jimmy Neutron. Like 
that's the one thing about the show that I, I think the character is still understood. Um, and even in the in the writing, and like I said, the execution of the show doesn't do him very uh, good justice. But the character is still is still intact, and it's like you could take even at the last episode of Planet Sheen, you could take that Sheen and drag and drop him into the Jimmy Neutron world, and it's not he's not going to be portrayed any different. He's gonna like that's the one thing I'll give it is that they they did write I feel by Sheen in some ways, although I, I haven't sat through the entire series, but uh, Jeff Garcia's, he, he just doesn't lose a beat from Jimmy Neutron all the way over to Planet Sheen. But on the same day, 11 years ago on October 2nd, 2010, we also had the premiere of Tough Puppy. Created by Butch Hartman, it was his third Nicktoon following The Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom. It ran for three seasons and 60 episodes. Certainly, uh, Tough Puppy is not only third in Butch Hartman's list of shows, but also third in terms of, of overall quality. Um, Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom each brought something completely unique and different to the table. And, and Tough Puppy tried to find kind of, I think, a middle ground area between the two. It, it definitely went more comedic than Danny Phantom would. It was more slapstick, like the Fairly Odd Parents. But then it brought in more action than you would see in the Fairly Odd Parents, stuff you would see on Danny Phantom. Um, there was something about the show that really worked. Uh, the characters all gelled well with one another. The villains were just as fun as the heroes, which in, in shows like this, at least for my tastes, have to work. If the villains aren't fun or they're not fun to watch, why am I going to care about the show overall, especially if they're going to be returning? If it's a one-off villain and I'm going to see him in one episode and never again, I, you know, hey, I don't really say anything about the, the quality of their writing. It's a one-off. But for something like Verminia Snaptrap, a character who's going to appear in, in a lot of episodes and be a continuous villain, they got to be written well. And and I enjoy that villain. Uh, the Chameleon is another uh, pretty fun villain that they, they have a lot of fun with the show. Um, I, I like the idea of, instead of uh, going with humans, they went with animals. I, I think it's just a, a nice design and, and could come out with a lot of funny moments and segments and I and I think it's a well-rounded show I I think the one thing that that tough puppy is missing to really put it up against the fairly odd parents and Danny Phantom um, is that both fairly odd parents and Danny Phantom had these wonderful television movies they had these grand adventurous television movies. I mean, both Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, you can at least name three of them. And Tough Puppy had zero. And I, and I thought that, you know, for as much as I watched the show, which wasn't as much as the other two, but I thought, you know what? I can't wait to see what they crank out for, for a Tough Puppy TV movie because at least all the other shows just have been grand slams as far as their extra long content. And Tough Puppy didn't get to experience that. So... I, I hope with Paramount Plus pushing more and more content on their show and they go back in the, into the Nickelodeon catalog, I hope we can at least get some sort of long-form tough puppy adventure. I feel like there's, there's so much more creativity there that could be had and, you know, something 90 minutes to go back into that world. I, I would be fine with that. I would love that. I'm sure Butch would love to work with Tough Puppy again. And, and I think it is something like, hey, if we can just get one big adventure out of this story, out of this series... 
I, I could see it being something pretty successful, and and the this show does have a ton of fans, so uh, get get behind that, guys. Let let Paramount Plus know you want to see some more Tough Puppy. Twelve years ago, on September twenty eighth, two thousand nine, we had the premiere of Brain Surge, directed by Steve Grant. The show was presented by Jep Supton and was a brand new Nickelodeon game show at the time, uh, during a time where there just weren't any Nickelodeon game shows. The the idea of the kid-centric game show kind of came and went with the 90s. I guess that just was a 90s thing. There, there wasn't as many throughout the 2000s, but here we had Brain Surge, which actually ran for a decent amount of time. It ran for three seasons of 120 episodes, uh, which if you look at a lot of current game shows that Nickelodeon has had since Brain Surge. Some haven't even lasted that long. So uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of Brain Surge, but I remember when it was being promoted, my thoughts were like, I'm, I was, I'm happy with any game shows being on Nickelodeon. I think that's those are all really cool. They're really fun. Um, there's still probably ideas out there for cool game shows that can be, you know, aimed towards a younger audience that just haven't been developed yet. So uh, let, let's keep going out there. Let's keep going out to that well and see what else we can find because game shows are just naturally fun. 13 years ago, on September 27th, 2008, we had the finale of My Family's Got Guts. Uh, the show was presented by Ben Lyons and Asha Kirtan. The show ran for two seasons of 22 episodes. It was a spinoff of the Nickelodeon game show Guts as we've talked about recently, and I think I even brought up this show uh, not too long ago because it started right on September 15th. Uh, it only ran for two seasons of 22 episodes. Uh, and, and as we're bringing this up, uh, uh, for unknown reasons, I brought this up last time I talked about this show, but for unknown reasons, season two of this show never aired in the United States. Uh, season one aired from September 15th to, to uh, September 27th, 2008, and the se second season just went elsewhere in international markets, so that always puzzles me. Like, I can understand if the show wasn't getting ratings, but was it was it getting low enough ratings that it wouldn't make sense to put on that season two even at, like, seven in the morning? Would it, would it just not get anybody watching? But we're moving on. 14 years ago, on September 29th, 2007, Back at the Barnyard premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Steve Odenkirk, the show ran for two seasons of 52 episodes. Following their previous success with the Jimmy Neutron series, Back at the Barnyard is a spinoff of the 2006 film Barnyard, directed by Steve Odenkirk, it followed the same trajectory as Jimmy Neutron, being a film first with a spinoff TV show following. Uh, the film Barnyard came out on uh, August 4th, 2006. It made $116 million off of a $51 million budget. Uh, it was a fairly moderate success at the box office and then was succeeded a year later by this television show. Two seasons and 52 episodes, not that bad. It followed the same kind of animation um, of the movie and the same characters of the movie. It changed a few characters from the film uh, just to better suit a, a just ongoing television series. And I got to say, for the episodes I watched, I'm not like the biggest Barnyard fan, but I enjoyed what I saw. There were some fun characters in there. There were some fun moments. It was obnoxious when it needed to be. 
Uh, and and it knew what it was. It knew that it was silly. It was dealing with barnyard animals and that the stories they were going to get into were going to be ridiculous. And that's kind of the fun of the show is that it didn't really take itself that seriously. It's ha- it had fun with its world. It had fun with its characters. All of the voice actors seemed to have fun on that show. And honestly, anytime I hear any of them talk about their time working on this show, I hear nothing but good things. So... Um, I, I know the one thing that I, I remember of this show is that Otis, the main character from Barnyard, voiced in the film by Kevin James. Uh, Kevin James obviously didn't return to this show. Uh, Otis was now voiced by Chris Hardwick. That was a big deal for me, uh, being a big G4 fan, knowing you know who Chris Hardwick was. And then all of a sudden, here he is voicing a cow on Nickelodeon. 14 years ago, on September 29th, 2007, the Let's Just Play Go Healthy Challenge finished its run. Let's Just Play Go Healthy Challenge. I know I said that right. Uh, It was a reality television series. It ran for two seasons of 13 episodes. Each season followed kids over a six-month period in the quest to make their lives healthier. This show pretty much coincides with Nickelodeon's uh, yearly Worldwide Day of Play event. A yearly event which uh, has Nickelodeon go off the air for a three-hour window from 12 noon to 3 p.m. All Nickelodeon channels, Nick Jr., Teen Nick, I imagine Noggin as well, anything they have. It's an incentive to get kids to go outside and do something. Now, I, I really commend that. I mean, think about this. Three hours is is a long time to shut your networks off. Think about the amount of advertising money that is just probably lost in that three-hour window. Um, now, you know, from noon to 3 p.m., I don't know how much the advertising costs during that time is, but still, it's literally you're just saying we're not going to make money for three hours. Um, and and I, I actually commend that a lot. I, I hope parents out there kind of take that moment and seize it and say, yeah, you know, for those three hours, go outside instead of just letting the kids do what I'm sure most do, changing the channel to a to another channel that's actually airing content. So kudos to Nickelodeon for the uh, Worldwide Day of Play and the Let's Just Play Go Healthy Challenge. 27 years ago, on October 1st, 1994, we saw the finale of Clarissa Explains It All. The show created by Mitchell Kriegman ran for five seasons of 65 episodes, followed the life of Clarissa Darling, played by Melissa Joan Hart, helped make her a household name alongside... Her eventual run is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, Clarissa Explains It All is one of Nickelodeon's earliest multi-camera sitcoms. Uh, it's one that I, I did enjoy as as a kid. Now, when this was coming up, I was like three, you know, two, three, four years old. So, uh, you know, a lot of live action sitcoms I wasn't really watching at the time. Definitely as I got older, shows like Keenan and Kel would catch my attention. But I found myself definitely even on certain rewatches of Clarissa Explains It All enjoying it a ton. When Teen Nick brought back the programming block, the 90s or all that, which is now called Nick Rewind, uh, Clarissa Explains It All was was one of the shows they would uh, air throughout the week or on some nights they would air multiple episodes. And I got to rewatch it again as, a, as an older Nickelodeon fan, and, and I enjoyed it. It, it played... As well as I thought it would have, and it and it's one of Nickelodeon's greatest sitcoms of all time. It, it's remained up there in terms of quality, and I definitely think it deserves another watch. 
31 years ago, on September 29th, 1990, Skate TV finished its run on Nickelodeon. Running for 13 episodes, Skate TV, hosted by Matthew Lillard, was a look into the world of skateboarding at a time long before skateboarding became this massive uh, a cultural movement in its own right, I'd say about a decade later, really, really with the advent of Tony Hawk, his video game series, the X Games, really helped cement skateboarding as just this big movement. Um, it was still popular here in the early 90s, but at this point it was seen more of a fad than anything else, where the culture knew that there was something bigger to this. It just took the 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 general public a whole another decade to really fully get enveloped in that world and we are ending things off today uh with with a twofer both 31 years ago and 30 years ago on this week on october 2nd from 1989 to october 2nd 1990 make the grade both premiered and finished its run on Nickelodeon. Make the Grade was created by Michael Klingover and was presented by Lou Schneider and Rod Edward Morris, uh, pretty much only in 1990. The show ran for three seasons of 160 episodes. This is one of those Nickelodeon game shows I have, I had zero recollection of um, and only caught a few reruns of it when it aired on Nick Gass. Uh, during its its time there in the uh, early 2000s. For those that have never heard of Nick Gass, Nick Gass was uh, another Nickelodeon channel. Gas stood for Games and Sports. It was a channel that was literally designed to only play uh, those Nickelodeon game show reruns from the past, so it would just be Double Dare, Legends of the Hidden Temple, uh, Nick Arcade, and then you'd have shows like this, Make the Grade. And that is This Week in Nickelodeon History. Once again, my name is Captain Eric. If you like this kind of content or appreciate any of the pieces of content I'm putting out, both audio and video over on YouTube under the Captain Eric YouTube channel, if you enjoy any of the content I'm putting out, liking the videos, commenting, sharing around to other fans of both Nickelodeon or any of the subjects I cover is a massive way to help not only this channel, but this ship grow. So I appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of my crew. Thank you for joining me this week. And we'll see you here next week, Nickelodeon fans. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. On the Lord hut, hear a wet nick. On the Lord hut, hear a wet nick nick. On the ricky ticky low while living number one Nickelodeon.